I sense you do not trust me. Perhaps this will help. Sorry I'm late. Just woke up two minutes ago. Who are you? A friend. shipwrecked, but the man who will bring justice to those who have poisoned my city. My name is Oliver Queen. In brightest day, in blackest night, no evil shall escape my sight. Let those who worship evil's might beware my power, Green Lantern's light. Z, if you gain super speed, what's the first thing you do? I wouldn't have to use my phone charger anymore. Quick lightning zaps and boom, charged up tech toys. Okay, Shazam. What would you do? I'd become the world's greatest magician, making objects and myself disappear before your very eyes, check people's IDs before they ever notice and freak out when I tell them way too much personal information about themselves, phase through solid objects. Hmm. What would you call your act? Flash magic. People might take that the wrong way. It might be like a Vegas show. You might have a very specific demographic in your audience. Got to give the people what they want, right? Welcome to Comic Book Keepers, where we talk about comic book characters, their history, and their impact on our lives. I'm Lance. And I'm Zion. And today, we're talking about Wally West Flash. I can't wait to get into this episode. Wally West has been one of my favorites for years. Same. I I think this is honestly the episode that I have put the most amount of prep into as well. Normally, I I do hours of studying, of research, of reading, of looking up history, I have spent days (laughs) researching and trying to figure out what the heck is going on with Wally West's comic book history. Oh my gosh, there's so much going on. And um, for for those that don't know, Lance and I share notes. And when he sent me the note for, for for this episode, man, if we can only screenshot, it won't fit in a screenshot. It just, it goes on for days. <laughs> I didn't realize with, with how long that note is. I texted it to you. And I didn't even realize that the phone now turns it into like a tap on it to <laughs> unlock the rest of it. That is how long this note was. It, it didn't fit in one text. The phone was like, no, I'm not, I'm not putting this whole thing in the thread. <laughs> I'm very excited today because this issue is a very special one because we are kicking off the Unite the Seven, a nerdy yes. podcasting event. If you don't know what I am talking about with the Unite the Seven and Nerdy podcasting event. Listen to our previous episode where Chris from the Oblivion Bar podcast joins me and we discuss 
everything about this event. We are seven different nerdy podcasts that are going to be breaking down one individual member of the Justice League over the next multiple weeks. You're not going to want to miss any of them. You do not want to miss any of them. The These podcasts are amazing, and I cannot wait to listen to everyone's episodes. Um, but again, very excited to be a part of this. I, I was telling Lance uh, before this, I'm a huge fan of crossovers. And um, it's just great that I get to be part of the crossover for Unite the Seven. Of course. Now, with covering Wally West throughout this episode, massive spoiler warning for all comics, TV, film, everything. If you want no spoilers whatsoever, this might not be the episode for you. But uh, (laughs) just when we get to the history and the pull list, especially when we're going to be going in-depth into comic book storylines, you are warned. Now, we we really have a lot of things to cover for this, so we're going to dive straight into Wally West's bio and origin. Do we have to talk really fast, or should we encourage everyone to listen at two times speed since it's Wally West? You, anyone can do whatever you think, <laughs> <laughs> however you feel. Wallace Rudolph West, a.k.a. Wally West, is the nephew of Iris West, Barry Allen's then-girlfriend and future wife. Barry Allen is the second hero to don the hero role of The Flash, but let's table that for a later issue. While visiting Barry Allen's place of work at Central City Police, Wally undergoes the same freak accident that resulted in Barry's acquisition of superhuman abilities. Wally is showered in electrically charged chemicals, endowing him with near-identical powers of his future uncle. Wanting to use his newfound powers for good, Wally dons a miniature-sized Flash suit and takes on the crime-fighting persona of Kid Flash. And we're talking identical. It, originally, it is just a tiny version of Flash's suit. Flash suit mini. 21 issues later, Wally's suit would be altered to a yellow top and boots with red leggings and gloves for a more distinctive look. Because they had to switch it up. It visually did not look the greatest having the exact same character run next to the same character. No, look, look at uh, Batman and Robin. You wouldn't have a mini Batman next to Robin, so it makes sense. Right. Just over a year after the wardrobe change, Wally would become a founding member of the original Teen Titans alongside Robin, Dick Grayson, Aqualad, Garth, and Wonder Girl, Donna Troy. And Teen Titans is a team that speaks to our hearts. (laughs) Yes. In fact, the last episode that I was on, we talked about Teen Titans a lot. We We were talking about Raven. Again, so excited to be talking a little bit, a little bit about Teen Titans in this episode. How hard was it for you to like not look up Teen Titans stuff for this episode? Oh, I had to stop myself. I would have gone down the rabbit hole. <laughs> yes. Now, this particular team of the Teen Titans, this is the first iteration of the team. Wally, Dick, and Garth would first appear together in Brave and the Bold issue 54 in July of 1964 for a team-up, but the team wouldn't be called Teen Titans until after the addition of Donna Troy, or Wonder Girl, in issue 60, which also serves as her first appearance. In the years to come, Wally would contract a devastating illness. The more Wally would use his powers, the faster his body would deteriorate or age, and it it varies depending on what storyline you're really going after sometimes it was more deterioration other times it was increased aging and the aging aspect definitely applies to his children later in life but again there, there's so much history behind this character there is this is just one of the reasons why his powers were dampened early on yes in the events of crisis on infinite earths by marv wolfman and george perez the villain the anti-monitor attempts to destroy the dc multiverse in order to best explain what's to come Here's some insight into DC's creative choices. 
DC Comics was founded in 1934 while celebrating their 50th anniversary. Comic sales had relatively stabilized following a lull in the 70s. In order to increase popularity and sales, DC's management team decided to overhaul their entire multiverse with an event that would collapse the confusing alt-universes into a single reality. During Crisis on Infinite Earths, Wally is recruited by Jay Garrick, the original Flash, to join the battle against the Anti-Monitor. The event includes the quote-unquote death of Wally's uncle, mentor, and crime-fighting partner Barry Allen, as he prevents the Anti-Monitor from destroying Earth with his anti-matter cannon by creating a speed vortex to counteract the blast. The speed required by Barry becomes too much for his body, resulting in his apparent demise. During the final altercation with the Anti-Monitor, Wally comes in contact with an antimatter blast, curing him of his disease that ravaged his body and prevented him from being the superhero he desired to be. In honor of his fallen mentor, Wally dons Barry's costume and becomes the third hero to take the mantle of the Flash in issue 12 of Crisis on Infinite Earths. Now, interestingly, in the novelization of Crisis on Infinite Earths by writer Marv Wolfman, he explained that when Barry was running his final race, that would see him shift into what would later be explained as the Speed Force, he inadvertently sent his own energy into the past, which would take the form of the lightning bolt that would turn Wally into a speedster. That's one of my favorite uh, canonization origin arcs. Barry turned Wally into the Flash, and they're both the Flash. It's this whole paradoxical thing. It's great. (laughs) It's so amazing just because the relationship between Barry and Wally in the comics is one of my favorites honestly it is this their family it is mentorship they they are common souls of wanting to do great things they want to help other people they have these very kind souls and the fact that they have saved one another multiple times at at different points throughout dc's history is just something that's really beautiful and their their embrace after their time period apart is one of my favorite in comics i like in Barry and Wally's relationship a lot to um, Batman and Robin, Bruce and Dick's relationship. Well, just Batman and any of his Robins, because there's always this Batman is over the the other two. Like he he's above his Robins. He's the guy. But the cool thing about Barry and Wally is that there's this true partnership that after the mentorship stage is over, they help each other. It goes both ways. It's a two way street, not just Barry always saving the day for Wally. You know, yeah. Barry, Wally getting into trouble and Barry having to pull him out. There's this full like partnership, which is which is great. It's it's great to draw parallels between the two duos. I, I think it's something that is really telling of the respect they have for one another, because when when Barry comes back from having disappeared into the speed force during Crisis on Infinite Earths, he doesn't tell Wally to start calling himself Kid Flash again. They are both the Flash. Yeah. Later on down the line, when Wally comes back after the events of the the redesign of the entire New 52 after Flashpoint, Barry doesn't say, okay, so you're Kid Flash. No, he says, no, you are also Flash. Yeah. We are not on a different level. We are this hero. And it is something that is extremely powerful that you can have two characters have the same exact name. It All it is is, okay, let's change your suit a little bit. We're yeah. both the Flash. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you a little color re- redesign, kind of like choosing the same Street Fighter character in the same fight. Just a little bit of a cut palette swap and we're good. Yeah. Wally, <laughs> your suit's a little bit more maroon now. 
We'll add a splash of silver too. So after Crisis on Infinite Earths 12, we have Wally take up the mantle of the Flash. He is no longer Kid Flash. He has assumed the role of his mentor. Now that we have our Flash, let's talk a little bit more about the comic. So we'll start off with names and aliases. So we've got, uh, of course, Wallace Rudolph West, his full name, Wally West, the name that he's most associated with. And then you have the superhero names, Kid Flash, The Flash, The Scarlet Speedster, The Crimson Comet, and they use those for multiple versions of The Flash. Yeah, they they all use these names. It's because those alliterations are so good, they didn't want to get rid of them. Yep. So they just apply to all. Uh, let's go into powers and abilities, and uh, this could get long, but of course we have uh, infinite super speed that also brings in hyper-accelerated brain activity because you got to process things quickly while you're moving that fast. So my favorite ones, phasing and vibrating through objects, enhanced perceptions and heightened senses, time travel by running faster than light, enhanced speed, strength, reflexes, agility, and stamina, electrokinesis, electromagnetism, Dimensional travel, time manipulation. He's able to give or take away speed. Which is hands down my favorite power that Wally has. Speed force aura, speed steel, accelerated healing, decelerated aging, cosmic awareness, molecular acceleration, retrocognition, energy construct creation, projection, transformation, and transference. Genius level intellect. He's multilingual. He's advanced in hand-to-hand combat, and he's a martial artist, and chi manipulation. It is such a long list of powers that Wally has, and it's one of those things that very much sets him apart within the Flash family, because a lot of these powers, the other members of the family do not have. They might have a subset of these powers, but Wally ends up having all of them, which is great. Yeah, I, I think that one of the things that's very telling of how fast he is is the fact that he does not need the cosmic treadmill to run into the past. He can just do it. Yeah. That was a big deal when um when that first came out in the comics because up to that point, Barry only ever used a cosmic treadmill. And now you got someone that's just doing it. There's so many elements of Wally that are incredible and his his vast array of abilities and powers is fantastic. I feel like nowadays with the emphasis being on Barry Allen uh, I feel like Wally's a little underrated now. People should more people should should read and listen and watch and adapt Wally West. Definitely was a big push for Barry just with the Flash TV series on the CW, and for a time period in the comics, Wally definitely did not get the recognition he deserved. But Wally is making his resurgence right now. We'll say, yeah, we'll move into affiliations now. So we've got the Teen Titans, Young Justice, Justice League, Justice League Europe, Justice League Elite, the White Lantern Corps, and the Justice League Task Force. Yeah, he's he's pretty much involved with anything that says Justice League. <laughs> so <laughs> that's just kind of a write-off. For occupations, he's an on-again, off-again mechanic, most notably working for the Keystone Police Department. He's generally an unemployed mechanic, though, so he's just very good with his hands. Yeah, he... He definitely goes through a time period where he has horrible luck keeping a job, but he also won the lottery at one point. Yeah. So yeah. It, it gets it gets a little weird. Highs and lows much? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Supporting characters include his girlfriend and wife, Linda Park West, Iris West Allen, Barry Allen, Jay Garrick, Bart Allen, which is Barry and Iris's grandson from the future, also known as Impulse, 
Dick Grayson, my favorite as Nightwing, Garth, Don Troy, and a revolving door of additional superheroes. His antagonists include Zoom, Hunter Zolomon, Girler Grodd, Captain Cold, Abracadabra, Savitar, Black Flash, Master Mirror, and many more. This is normally where we would transition to our next segment. However, with such a rich history with Wally, and this being a part of the Unite the Seven event, we've decided to do a truly deep dive into Wally's comic book history. Buckle up, folks. We're about to get nerdy. Initially, Wally was portrayed as slower and less powerful than Barry. He was only able to reach the speed of sound, whereas his mentor was able to reach the speed of light. In order to sustain himself, Wally is comically portrayed as requiring large amounts of food to maintain his metabolism. My favorite weakness. (laughs) Yes, he needs more food. I always need more food. I am okay with this. I just wish I got super speed when I kept eating. (laughs) Same here. This is probably where I relate the most with Flash is always wanting to eat. (laughs) This is why we like Wally because he just binge eats. Wally would star as the titular character in Flash Volume 2 in 1987. He would win the lottery and become a bit of a playboy, but would eventually see his finances level out. After an encounter with Vandal Savage, Wally would lose Barry's costume and receive a redesigned suit of his very own in Flash Issue 50 in 1991. This new suit would be the design fans of the character would recognize in later animated series like Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. Wally's friends at Star Labs would provide a darker red suit with a metallic finish. No more winged boots and the iconic white reflective eye lenses, which is unbelievably cool. That's the most recognizable for a reason. It's because it looks really dope. I love the way the white eyes look. I I like it when Batman does it too. It's really intimidating for me, but at the same time, you can make it so comical with just the way they animated him in the comic book series with those eyes. It was so good. So funny. The comic book series and in the animated series as well. Just you've got the, the dark, the white eyes, no pupils. That's supposed to be menacing, but then he's got this like, oh my goodness, look. Yeah, on his face. it's a good it's... juxtaposition. <laughs> the lightning belt was adjusted into a more V shape to resemble the then running live action Flash TV show, which would sadly be canceled the same month of issue 50's release. Fun fact, actor John Wesley Shipp, who played Barry Allen in the 1990 live action series, would portray Jay Garrick, the original Golden Age Flash, in the current CW Flash series. In 1993, Wally would encounter Eobard Thawne, Professor Zoom, a.k.a. Reverse Flash, resulting in breaking through a psychological block preventing him from surpassing Barry. It wasn't until 1994 that we would be introduced to the concept of the Speed Force in issue 97 of Flash Volume 2 by another speedster known as Max Mercury, who explains everything to Wally. Consider the Speed Force as the energy source for speedsters to draw power from. Later on in the comics, we would learn that Barry Allen would be the culprit in creating the Speed Force, but it's really Wally who has adapted to accessing the Speed Force in a more powerful manner. Wally would learn to tap into the Speed Force and vastly expand his abilities, including lending and stealing speed, use kinetic energy to amplify attacks, creating a suit out of the Speed Force, and finally be able to vibrate through solid objects without having them explode. Yeah, it, it's amazing because in the comics, he he hasn't been able to phase through objects on his own. 
And whenever he tries to do it, they tend to explode. And so he uses that to his advantage in the comics as well in very interesting ways. But now he's able to actually phase through (laughs) objects without having them explode. Or still explode if he wants them to. Yeah, he can do whatever he wants. Wally was also the first Flash to have lightning bolts trail in his wake. However, artists have since shown multiple speedsters use this in later runs. In original runs, what what they would do is just like have the dust go past them, you know, or or have wind. But then Wally gets to have lay claim to be the first lightning flash. Exactly. In 2000, writer Jeff Johns would take over the series and revamp the rogues, which is the group of Flash's supervillains, as well as creating new characters like Hunter Zolomon, a.k.a. Zoom, a.k.a. the second reverse flash. So we're not talking about Professor Zoom, which is the name for the first reverse flash Eobard Thawn, we're talking Hunter Zolomon, a.k.a. Zoom, a.k.a. the second reverse flash. <laughs> not, not confusing at all. Not at all. Around this time, Wally would marry longtime girlfriend Linda Park, who would become pregnant with twins soon after. Several months into the pregnancy, Zoom would attack Linda as Wally's secret identity was made public soon after Barry's death. Linda would survive the attack, however, the twins would not. Wally would make a deal with the Spectre to erase the world's knowledge of his identity in order to protect his wife and future family, which resulted in both Wally and Linda forgetting that he was the Flash for a short time as well. Just, can you imagine how confusing everything is with the Flash already, and then even the Flash forgets who he is? Yeah. And then uh, the only, it's kind of the paradox again, the only one that can restore the Flash's memory is the Flash, but he doesn't know because he doesn't know he's the Flash. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little convoluted. Wally would later have a time-traveling rematch with Zoom, resulting in the restoration of Linda's pregnancy. Linda would soon after give birth to Iris, or Irie, and Jai. During Infinite Crisis, Wally attempted to trap an evil Superboy Prime in the Speed Force along with the help of Jay Garrick and Bart Allen. He would feel himself pulled from his reality and visited his wife Linda to say goodbye. However, she refused to see her family separated. Wally, Linda, and the twins vanished together from the universe. Bart Allen would assume the mantle of the Scarlet Speedster to become the fourth Flash. However, reception for Bart Allen taking over the mantle of Flash was not overwhelmingly positive, resulting in him being killed off fairly quickly. Wally and his family would spend a year in an alternate reality, but would return to their universe slash world with the help of the Legion of Superheroes. Wally would resume his role as the Flash and seek vengeance for the murder of Bart. Final Crisis by Grant Morrison would see the return of Barry Allen, who would help Wally and the remaining heroes battle against Darkseid while trying to outrun the Black Racer, who is essentially death. There's so much going on in that storyline. They're fighting Darkseid while trying to outrun death. Literal, literally outrun death. It, it is insane. And Crazy enough, they actually use the Black Racer to defeat Darkseid in that storyline as well. Dope. I didn't know I didn't know that far. There's just so much going on with Wally that I get tired just reading about him, let alone imagine being him. <laughs> yes, it, it's exhausting. <laughs> the Flash Rebirth sees Barry accidentally kill Savitar and become the new Black Flash. Wally runs into the Speed Force to help save both Barry and Max Mercury and discovers the original Reverse Flash, Eobard Thawne, has been behind everything and is actively trying to kill Iris West. 
all the speedsters, including Barry, Wally, Jay, Bart, Jesse Quick, Max Mercury, and Irie West, a.k.a. the New Impulse, team up to battle Fawn. Wally uses his connection to the Speed Force to give all of the speedsters new suits and a significant speed boost. Seeing that he's outmatched, Thawne attempts to escape by running into the past to kill Barry's wife, Iris West. Barry has never traveled back in time without the cosmic treadmill, but is able to do so with a hand from Wally, who has shown at this time to be clearly faster than Barry, which is an incredibly powerful moment for Wally in his comic book history, because for so long he was considered to be the slower flash and it was weighing down on him and we've talked previously about the comic book storyline where he was able to break through that mental barrier of not wanting to surpass barry in his speed and when he's able to do it he he is so much faster to the point where he's able to give barry that boost in order to extra speed in order to save iris and the moment is very cool it it's one of my favorite panels of them together it's it's amazing can we unpack that segment a little bit more too because uh i don't see barry creating new suits and new powers for this whole new team of speedsters that was how many of them getting new suits getting boosted all through wally and barry himself getting boosted through wally that just shows wally's so fast and has so much speed that he has more speed to give away and still be the fastest (laughs) Yeah, his his ability to lend speed is one of the most amazing and probably OP things about him as a character because he can take speed from objects and people and or give them yeah. to to other objects and people. And at, at this moment, he, he even says, though, he tells them when he makes the suits that he can show them how to do it later. So he can teach them yeah. how to use these abilities, but he just has such a strong connection to the speed force that he he's able to do these incredible things it it's it's so good that's that's a great ability just go wally go wally in 2011 the dc event flashpoint would result in major changes to wally west meaning that he was completely erased from existence and everyone's memories i don't think flashpoint was that big of an event i mean only a few small things came out of flashpoint right Just a few (laughs) completely universe-changing events, you know. Now, Flashpoint was brought on because Barry had gone back in time to stop Reverse Flash from killing his mother. But when he came back from that event, the world had completely changed. Wally was gone, uh, Batman no longer, or Bruce Wayne had died, and Thomas Wayne was now Batman. There was uh, a war between the Amazons and Atlanteans there's so much stuff going on during the storyline that he, but he's trying to figure out what's going on. He doesn't have his powers at this point. And Eobard Thawne shows up and he's like, I didn't do this. You did. Yeah. You broke the timeline, Barry. Stop going back into the freaking past (laughs) and ruining everything during flashpoint. Barry, decides I need to go back and stop myself from stopping myself Eobardthon <laughs> from killing my mom in order to return the world to normal. But of course, that didn't fix the problem. It just made things even worse because it created the new 52. Which is which is worse than what we had. 
That's what com- a lot of comic book fans would say. New Fifty Two was worse than the Flashpoint Paradox. <laughs> there are some good things from New Fifty Two. I'll, I'll give it that. But overall, it was not the most well received redesign of the universe. Correct. Like, mm, I would say, well, not well received is an understatement. Yeah. Now, after Flashpoint and the start of New Fifty Two, roughly three years later, we get a version of Wally. However, it is completely different from what we have come to to know and and understand about the character. He is reimagined as a biracial character with a completely different origin and personality. It it wasn't it wasn't just that they were changing the ethnicity of the character. They they just introduced a new character and mm-hmm. called him Wally. Despite this new Wally West being an interesting character, he was nothing like the Wally many fans had come to love, and they desired to see their redhead speedster return strong. Yeah. It's not that they hated this new Wally. It's just because it was such a removal from the Wally that everybody enjoyed, everyone got to know and invested in all these years. Exactly. To point out that this new version of Wally was still a valid character and people enjoyed him, in 2016, there would be another company-wide reboot with DC Rebirth, resulting in the return of the original Wally West, while explaining that the Wally that was presented in New 52 was in fact Wally's cousin and would be known moving forward as Wallace West. Mm. And that was based on the fact of they both have a great-grandfather that was named Wallace, and so they're both named after. Good retconning. Exactly. They're like, well, we really like this character. Let's keep him. He has the same name. Uh, family name. <laughs> uh, well, we met his family. We met his father and his grandfather. Great grandfather. <laughs> Great grandfather. We'll just go back another generation. <laughs> Wally had not fully returned, but his existence was hinted at in the final issue of Titans Hunt, where the Teen Titans team regained their memories and bond to one another while feeling like they were still missing the final member of their team. DC Rebirth would explain that following Flashpoint, Wally had become lost in the Speed Force for 10 years and found that it wasn't actually Barry's fault for the new Earth universe, but in fact an unknown entity, spoilers, Dr. Manhattan, was the culprit behind the events following Flashpoint or the creation of the New 52, which is basically DC's way of saying, can everyone just like stop blaming Barry for everything? <laughs> like, like, stop it. It, it was Dr. Manhattan. Hey, look, 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 look over here. Look over here. It's not Barry's fault. Just, just, just distraction over here. <laughs> yeah. Cause they want people to love Barry, but he just keeps messing stuff up. <laughs> Wally continuously tried to return, but kept falling deeper into the speed force as no one remembered him, including his lightning rod, Linda, his wife. If you've read Flash storylines, you understand that when characters are in the Speed Force, they can come out of it with their quote-unquote lightning rod. Mm-hmm. It's usually a, an individual that they are so strongly connected to that it helps pull them back out. And because Linda didn't remember him, he didn't have that rod to to make that connection anymore. He didn't have that anchor to, to bring him back and get him out of the Speed Force. Defeated and heartbroken that he would be lost forever... Wally appeared to Barry one last time to thank him for everything he had done for him. This sparked Barry's memory, restoring his pre-Flashpoint memory, causing him to drag Wally out of the Speed Force, and the duo have an extremely emotional reunion. All of the feels. I love, 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 love that comic. I wasn't crying when I saw that one. I wasn't uh, tearing up when I 
when I found out that it was Barry who brought him back. It's definitely a, a tearjerker. It's a great <laughs> moment in their comic storylines. Just all of the feels. With Wally's return, he would have a new suit, which would be designed by artist Brett Booth, which was originally going to have black pants and a gold trim design, which looks so cool. Amazing. Interestingly enough, pretty recently there was an artist that I saw on Twitter. Is He goes under the handle VK Marion, and he colored this original design. He just tweaked it a little bit. So rather than the the gold trim, it was like a silver white trim to everything and he kept the black pants and artist brett booth actually retweeted it and was like man i wish we could have kept the black pants because when they had the final version of the character it was just like darker red pants maroon (laughs) it was like maroon pants but look look up We'll, we'll post the image because it looks so cool it's a great design all of the shout outs for that artist right there Wally returns to the Titans and restores their memories by touching each of them, creating an entirely new history for them and their minds. During the Heroes in Crisis, Wally is seen committing murders and horrible acts after being manipulated by Eobard Thawn, but the storyline is completely retconned later, showing that it was the Speed Force itself being responsible for these deaths while it was trying to expel Savitar, another evil speedster, from the Speed Force again. There's the time period we were talking about earlier where Wally loses that joyful character that we we mm-hmm. love and he becomes very I don't like cynical and he's he's kind of treated as a throwaway just because at this point Barry is more of the main flash and I feel like there there was just a time period where no one really knew where to throw Wally and so he became more of this character that was doing these horrible things, but then again, retconned. Just stop blaming Wally. Just like we stopped blaming Flash for stuff, we're going to blame the Speed Force. (laughs) It's the Speed Force's fault now. We'll just go with that. (laughs) Following that event, Wally desires to restore his children, Iris and Jai, who are trapped in the Dark Multiverse. He sits on the Mobius chair and obtains the powers of Dr. Manhattan, including the Dr. Manhattan logo in his forehead, as well as Blue Lightning. He attempts to restore the timeline with these new powers. In DC's latest universal reimagining, Infinite Frontier, we see a restored Wally as the primary Flash in the self-titled series as Barry has joined Justice Incarnate. Wally's relationship with his wife, Linda, has been restored along with their kids, Iris and Jai. There is so much more about Wally and his history, but that pretty much catches you up on the, the gist of where he has been in the comics and uh, man, there, there is so much to talk about. There's just so much to catch up. Like because it's Wally pun intended, you can't catch up. <laughs> you will never catch up. He's too fast. Yeah. Now that we've talked about Wally and his extensive comic book history, let's talk a little bit more about his creators. Let's go into the archives. Wally West was created by writer John Broom and artist Carmine Infantino. John Broom grew up loving science fiction. His first published comic work was a two-page humor strip called Pals and Pastimes for Centaur Publications' Funny Pages issue 7 in 1936. He began writing science fiction for Pulp Magazine in the 1940s. In 1942, 
He was writing text fillers for Fawcett Comics when his agent Julius Swartz became the editor for what would become DC Comics. Prior to that, DC had gone by National Comics and National Periodical Publications, but had started branding itself as Superman DC around 1940. His first known script for DC was a 13-page Flash story called The City of Shifting Sand in all Flash 22 in 1946. Broom would go on to write stories for Green Lantern primarily and the Justice Society of America, as well as contributing to stories including The Atom, Hawkman, and Dr. Midnight. Broom returned to science fiction while at DC and pen stories for Mystery in Space and Sensation Comics, where he would team up with the legendary Gil Kane. He would co-create Captain Comet alongside DC editor Julius Schwartz and artist Carmine Infantino in Strange Adventures 9 in 1951. Broom and Infantino would co-create multiple characters, including Detective Chimp and the Phantom Stranger. Alongside penciler Gil Kane and editor Julius Schwartz, Broom would co-create the Silver Age Green Lantern Hal Jordan in Showcase 22 in October of 1959. Kane and Broom would later co-create Guy Gardner as well in 1968, but that's getting a little ahead of ourselves. How crazy is that? That he was a part of creating not only Wally West, but also Hal Jordan. Yeah, that, that's nuts how you get to create multiple iconic characters. This great, Just this great mind right here. Now let's move over to our artist. Carmine Infantino was born and raised in New York City. During his freshman year of high school, he began working for Harry A. Chesler and his comic book packaging studio. Packagers would supply comic book features and even complete comic books to publishers, acting as a liaison between the publishers and writers, researchers, editors, and printers. Alongside his friend and classmate Frank Shikoya, Infantino would ink the feature Jack Frost for Timely Comics, Marvel's predecessor, in USA Comics number 3 in 1942. Joe Simon was the editor for Timely and offered them both staff positions. Frank quit school and took the job offer. However, Infantino's father would not let him quit school despite the family's need for money following the Great Depression. Infantino would work freelance at several publishers during this time. He drew Human Torch and Angel for Timely, Airboy and Heap for Hillman Periodicals, and would eventually begin working for DC Comics. His first published DC work was a six-page Johnny Thunder story in Flash Comics issue 86 in 1947, which introduced the world to the Black Canary. Can you imagine your first work at DC and you create the Black Canary? Nice. (laughs) A character that has been around in prominence for this long, has just been in a major motion picture. Has a deep history. It has been a prominent role in the Flash CW show. So much for that character. That's amazing. Black Canary was co-created by writer Robert Kaniger and Infantino. Infantino would begin his long-running work on Flash in All Flash issue 31 in 1947, while also becoming a regular artist for Golden Age Green Lantern and the Justice Society of America. In the 1950s, Infantino would work for Joe Simon and Jack Kirby's company, Prize Comics, drawing Charlie Chan, while also drawing westerns, mysteries, and science fiction stories for DC, during a downslope in superhero popularity. In an attempt to revitalize the superhero genre, DC editor Julius Schwartz assigned Kaniger and Infantino to create an updated version of The Flash. 
The duo would co-create Barry Allen in Showcase Number 4 in October of 1956. The science fiction version of The Flash was very well received and would help establish the Silver Age of Comics. Flash Comics was renamed The Flash and Barry Allen as the titular hero in issue 105 in 1959, with John Broom and Carmine Infantino leading the charge for the reinvigorated superhero genre. Flash Comics 104 was published in 1949 to give you an idea of how long the series had been left untouched. We're talking 10 years. Nice. The duo would co-create the villain Weather Wizard in The Flash issue 110, along with the subject of today's episode, Wally West, a.k.a. Kid Flash. And of course, with all the various origins and confusing history for the character, there is also confusion on when issue 110 was actually released. Of course there would be. <laughs> However, the majority have settled on the publication date of December of 1959 with a cover date of January of 1960. The Flash has a confusing origin date? Shocking. <laughs> We've been talking for a bit, so let's take a little bit of a break. The best way to support us is by leaving a rating and review. A five-star rating goes a long way on Apple Podcasts, and a review about what you liked in the episode does so much more. We hope you enjoy the show as much as we love making it. You can find us on social media at Twitter and Instagram at CBKCast. We love to interact on social media, especially on Twitter. If you message me on Twitter, I will respond. Comic Book Keepers is hosted by The Geekly Grind. Stop by The Geekly Grind for all things geeky from comics, anime, and manga to board games, video games, RPGs, and more. Take a break from your weekly grind at The Geekly Grind. And don't forget to check out our good friend and composer of our theme song, Arcane Anthems. Our friend Weston makes royalty-free music for tabletop role-playing games, campaigns, streams, and podcasts. Check his amazing work at, at Arcane Anthems on Twitter, TikTok, as well as finding all of his music available for free on his Patreon at Arcane Anthems. Now back to the issue. Now it's time to get into the pull list. To start this off, I'm going to go with Flash Volume 2, Issue 73 through 79, which was released in 1993. Now this storyline is called The Return of Barry Allen, written by writer Mark Wade and artist Greg LaRoque. Oh man, this one was so good. I love this storyline. It starts off with this Christmas type of issue and Barry or not, not Barry, not Barry. He's quote unquote dead. He's dead right now. <laughs> Let's just call the return of Barry on Wally is at the home of Jay Garrick and his wife. And he is annoying the crap out of Jay's wife. He's like, can I help you with something? Can I help you with the making the food? Can I help you with this or that? And she basically says to Jay, you need to get that boy out of my house. <laughs> while she's making the food the rest of this issue is jay and wally going around and just doing really kind acts for people on this christmas eve and they go to a soup kitchen and they serve everyone they they save a couple of people in the street they're just generally doing 
really beautiful things while having just like a heartfelt conversation with one another. It's a Hallmark movie, but in flash form, right? Hallmark Christmas movie. It is. It's just so cool to see what they're able to accomplish without even really trying. They're, yeah. they're just having a completely conversation off to the side while doing all these amazing heroic things. <laughs> this storyline is great because that, that first issue, so issue 73, ends with a knock on the door and it's apparently Barry Allen who yeah. has come back from the dead. And within the storyline, you have Barry and Wally teaming up to do these different things, but Wally starts to notice something is off about Barry. Yeah, he's acting odd. He's, would you say, like more aggressive or there's just some tweaks about him that are different. Yeah, there, there's just something not right. And throughout the storyline, when we realize that Barry isn't exactly who he says he is. That's when kind of everything hits the fan. Yeah. And there's there's a massive battle, but just to keep a little bit of mystery around this run, uh, I'm not going to say who he turns out to be, but ju- let's just say that you definitely want to read The Return of Barry Allen because it is significant for both Wally and also Barry's history. Yes, yes. This is that storyline that we talked about earlier where Wally is able to break past that mental block that stopped him from being faster than Barry. And that's where I was talking, like, we have one thing that was holding him back from being uh, accessing his full speed was his deterioration and his aging and whatever, uh, whichever version you want to say. But this one was... I don't want to surpass my mentor, so I'm going to unknowingly put mental blocks so I don't, my abilities are like limited. Yeah, it, it's one of those things, again, it's just the nature of their relationship between Wally and Barry that he has so much respect for Barry as being family and a mentor and being the Flash. Like, yeah. Barry is the Flash to Wally. And this storyline is really what, with the help of Max Mercury, to talk Wally through this event. It's I. It's so great. Mark Wade is a phenomenal writer in general, and his work throughout the industry is amazing. It, it's some of the best out there. But his run on Flash is hands down one of my favorites. I also wanted to mention that uh, this is a really big storyline because this is where we first hear about the Speed Force and what that is, and Max Mercury kind of like mentions it, but we don't know it until. We don't know its full potential until later on. All right, Z, what's your first pull? My first pull is going to be a terminal velocity. It's a, I, I was mentioning earlier, I'm huge on um, crossovers. Mark Wade wrote this one, and it's a crossover as well. And it, it it's the one where that fully establishes the Flash family as a big entity in the DCEU. Um, and it kind of relates to your first pull list, The Return of Barry Allen, in that, in that one, Max Mercury talks a little bit about the Speed Force. We don't find out exactly what it is, but it gets unpackaged here. And this, it's the first time we see what the Speed Force does for our speedsters. And um, yeah, just getting into it a little bit, the, the long story short, just the quick summarization of how things unfold. Um, it starts off, Wally West is fumbling around time, and he catches a glimpse of his future. And he thinks that he sees himself get killed. When he's, when he's back in the present day, he's doing all of these different things to try to prevent that. He recruits 
Bart Allen impulse as his protege. And he's keeping secrets from him. Later on, it's revealed that the main things that he's trying to prevent is a cult of Cobra, which is one of the big villain groups in the DC universe. Cult of Cobra is trying to take over Keystone City, which is his hometown. So he's trying to prevent that. But also he's trying to prevent the death of Linda, his wife. It wasn't him that he saw die. It was his his girlfriend, his wife's death. And he's trying to prevent that. And there's just two big problems while he's using his powers that he runs into. So he's over that mental block. He's gaining more speed. He's running faster. But the faster he runs, the harder it is for him to slow down and stop. So we kind of see that in the TV anim- uh, adaptation of Young Justice. He has a harder time stopping than than the Allen family, right? Yeah. But the bigger problem is that as he reaches his faster speed, he gets he feels like he's being pulled somewhere. Later on, we find out he gets pulled into the speed force, which is nuts. And he's lost forever. And uh, there's just so much that happens in this in this one crossover. But yeah, he gets pulled into the speed force and we don't find out what happens until later on in the, in the comic. Terminal Velocity is definitely, it shows up a lot on those must-read lists for The Flash. So definitely yeah. a good choice. And again, written by Mark Wade. Again, I mentioned it was a crossover. You have all the flashes there, minus Barry words. You've got uh, Jay Garrick. You've got, of course, Wally himself. You, I mentioned Impulse, but you also see Jesse Quick in there. Max Mer- Mercury eventually becomes Bart's mentor. But you also get uh, Linda Park just coming out of the, the comic book trope of being just the damsel in distress or being the main character's wife. And she becomes a boss in here. Aside from being Wally's uh, lightning rod, Linda after Wally gets sucked into the speed force, doesn't have time to grieve. She doesn't go into grieving mode. She doesn't go into crying mode. She literally becomes their big gun and she starts leading the team. She leads the team because prior to this, this is also the series where you get Wally leading the team of speedsters. Before getting Wally as the leader, he always took like a secondary role. You know, if you think about his relationship, his original relationship with Barry, Barry was his mentor, so Barry was his leader. And he was just the second guy following Barry's footsteps, albeit a little slower, right? And then you go into Teen Titans, and he is okay with Robin, even though Robin is younger than him. He is okay with Robin being the leader. He'll just be one of the team members. This is the first time you actually get to see him grow into the type of leader he wants to be. I was mentioning earlier where they have more of a partnership relationship, he and Barry. And with the Flash family... You kind of see how they have different partnerships. Different people will step up depending on what the storyline portrays. I did draw a little um, comparison to the Bat family and that there's always, it's always Bruce Wayne, then Dick Grayson, um, maybe Jason Todd, but like there's a, there's a hierarchy there, right? And the Flash family, it's more like fluid depending, again, like I mentioned, depending on the scenario, you've got a specific lead. And it's, I'm just all about that uh, leadership quality though. Wally does do a little bit of a Batman move in this um in this series. He names Jesse Quick as his successor, and Bart Allen was like, "Dude, what the heck?" You know, so he's all angry. Bart's like, "I'm your protege. I should be your successor." Long story short, Wally just did that because he knew it would motivate Bart to get stronger. <laughs> and um, Bart does, and he does eventually become named his actual successor. It's. It's such a Batman move. (laughs) Love it. My next poll is going to be Flash Volume 2, 
issue 164 through 176. And this is going to be when Jeff Johns takes over the Flash series in, in 2000. And even though I'm saying 164 through 176, everyone should read his entire run. Jeff Johns absolutely crushes the Flash. This is one of the coolest iterations of the character. If you love Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, that version of Wally, mm-hmm. this is what you're going to be getting. It is. It starts off with an amazing summary of Flash's history, and it even includes the significance of what the lightning bolts on their suits actually mean. For Jay, back in the 1940s, he was caught in a lab accident, and he was covered in supercharged chemicals that, over the next a period of time, rather than potentially dying, actually granted him a gift. So that gift, obviously, was the gift of speed, and he started calling himself the Flash. Now, the Native Americans believed that when their creator spirit, the Thunderbird, would wink, that lightning would strike, and Jay had been blessed, and to him, the lightning symbol was that blessing. Barry Allen would go on to add a white circle behind the lightning bolt. Barry explained to Wally one time that this this circle represented him feeling like his life was finally complete. So the circle was like that unity of of him as a person that nice. gaining the speed, the speed and, and the superpower had completed him as a person and it allowed him to be who he truly was meant to be. For Wally, he goes into discussing that after Barry died, he swore to uphold Barry's legacy. And in India, lightning is the flashing of the third eye of Shiva, or considered the light of truth. That's what the symbol means to him. It's truth. It's who he really is. It's his wow. truth. So that's how the series starts off. It it, it goes into this. <laughs> Jeff Johns does this great, has this great way of just expanding things that have already been in place for so long, like talking about what the, the symbol on their chest actually means to each one of them. Something as small as that builds into this very powerful understanding of how each of them is a very different flash. And for Wally to see this symbol being it's his truth. He, he talks about it being his legacy. It's just who he is as a person. He has ingrained the flash into his like very soul. Mm. Now this series goes on to bring in the rogues back into popularity for the flash comic book. So we see a lot more captain cold. We see uh, mirror master there. There's a lot of different team ups and just to save time. I'll, I'll say that this storyline starts off with Wally being in a very different version of the world of what he knows. So reminiscent of what later might be seen as like the flashpoint storyline. Obviously this was much prior to that. So this mm-hmm. was in 2000. But Wally is in this world where Barry is alive, but he doesn't have powers. Everything's just kind of off. There is no Flash. Wally has difficulty accessing the Speed Force. And you find out this in the storyline that there is a, a certain character that has a history with Wally. There is a nefarious character in the background that has manipulated certain rogue members in order to alter reality or the world through some help of maybe mirror master a little bit this world shows that that without the flash entire countries have been destroyed superheroes that have been in prominence for forever have been killed like aquaman is is dead there's 
no speedsters. The, the world has just gone pretty much to crap. And it starts off with Wally having to team up with Captain Cold to really figure out what in the world is going on. Man. Yeah, it, it is really interesting. And that's just the start of this run. So Jeff Johns takes over the run, start on one issue 164 and just move on. That sounds like a like a great storyline. Just anything where Captain Cold is supposedly teaming with the good guys. That's that always intrigues me. Yeah, it's a super interesting story. And Wally continuously has to tell Captain Cold not to kill people. <laughs> but it, it's great. All right, Z, what, what's your, your final poll for this episode? My final poll will be uh, another crossover event. It's the Dead Heat event this time. Um, so it's Flash issues 108 to 111 and Impulse issues 10 and 11. So it's just a six-issue crossover. It was written by Mark Wade, and it had Oscar Jimenez illustrating the Flash issues. Humberto Ramos was, uh, was illustrating the Impulse issues. Such a great artist great artwork all around here just um and a great storyline short and sweet six six issues the long and short of it is savitar was hunting down all the speedsters and taking away to speed because he wanted it all himself sounds pretty on brand with savitar yep long story short it was up to wally and bart to take him down and to do this wally ends up dragging savitar into the speed force and he ends up leaving him there but getting stuck in the speed force himself and it just uh, once again shows um, Wally's leadership, his self selflessness, and it also highlights some of uh, Linda's bossness again. Is how many times does does Wally either die or lose himself into the Speed Force? I I don't know what the count is there, but he's he's constantly getting sucked into the Speed Force. Yeah, and then near the end of it, as people are expecting Wally to step out of the Speed Force again, a new speedster comes out in the form of Jonathan Fox, the 27th century Flash. It's just a, another way for them to introduce a new character. And another speedster that was introduced in the series was XS. Um, she's a different character here. She's Jenny Ognatz. But if you if you watch the, the television series, she was adapted as Barry and Iris's future daughter, Nora, in the TV show. But here she's there, there's two new introductions of two introductions of new characters, Jenny Ognatz and um, Jonathan Fox. As a Flash. Well, I think that's a good start for anyone to to get into Wally West Flash. Yes. So we're going to move over to our Grail finds. Now, Z, do you have a Grail find for Wally West? So not for Wally West. I've got my brother's favorite, favorite comic book character is the Flash. Just um, He's all things Flash. And we've been giving each other. He's been giving me a bunch of Nightwing stuff, uh, comics and stuff. Um, I've been you're finding all the different flash books, but I started with volume one and it's Barry Allen. The only thing that I can uh, lay claim to is back, back in the day, I was able to find a Wally West uh, kid flash pop. And I gave it to a friend of mine at the end of uh, young justice season two. Cause uh, that was a really heart wrenching ending. And Oof. as a, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as a little like heartwarming gift, I was just like, here, you should have my, you should have my uh, Wally West pop. For me, I, I used to have Flash Volume 2, Issue 1. So the first time, Wally is the titular character of the Flash in his own storyline. And I sold it for some reason a while back, and I can't remember why. <laughs> and now I regret it. So I'm, I might be on the hunt for that one again. 
But you know, I love my weird crossover storylines. I, I am obsessed. And honestly, one of the things that actually started that obsession of the weird crossovers was me finding Speed Demon. Ooh. Now, Speed Demon is, or Speed Demon issue one is an issue from the Amalgam run, which was when Marvel and DC did their crossover mm-hmm. event in the 90s. This series was all about combining heroes from Marvel and DC into a singular character and and then just making storylines based off of that. I still remember, this was back when I was in college, my roommate, who I've talked about before, was really trying to get me back into the world of comics. So he went to a comic shop. I was just looking through back issues and I came across Speed Demon. And this was the first time I had ever heard of Amalgam. It, it honestly sparked a lot of my interest in these weird crossover storyline. Now, Speed Demon revolves around the character uh, Blaze Allen, who is Barry Allen, Johnny Blaze, Ghost Rider, and Etrigan the Demon as one character. However, in the storyline, Blaze Allen needs help and his nephew, Wally West, <laughs> they didn't combine the names of his, they just called him Wally West for some reason. Because in this storyline, Blaze Allen is the second speed demon, of course. And of course. Uh, Wally West is the becomes the third speed demon, or a.k.a. Kid Demon. <laughs> and he's the amalgamation of, obviously, Wally West, uh, Flash, and Ghost Rider Dan Ketch. That sounds like... That sounds like a fun run. It is a trip. I love the art so much. When I when I saw it, I was like, "This looks like Flash, but it looks like Ghost Rider." When when <laughs> I saw it, and I was like, "What is this?" And so I looked up what Amalgam was, and it. I was like, "Nope, sold. I need all of it. Every every Amalgam. I now own every single Amalgam issue. Yes, but that that's probably the the Wally West girl. But I am gonna go after Flash Volume Two Issue One again. We're going to briefly discuss the adaptations involving Wally West, but we'll go through quickly and just kind of hit on the points of each one. Wally West actually makes an appearance as Kid Flash in the Superman Aquaman Hour of Adventure, which ran on CBS from 1967 to 1968. It was a show that was an hour long, but they had these six minute segments that showed different DC characters. But in this storyline, Wally looks completely different. He actually has black hair (laughs) and his color scheme is swapped. So the red and yellow of his suit is completely reversed. Interesting. Yeah, it doesn't look the same, but that's crazy. Like 1967 animated Wally West. There you go. TV debut. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He also appears as a flash in the Superman, the animated series in in an episode called Speed Demons, interestingly enough. Nothing to do with your your grail find. Absolutely nothing to do with that. On November 17th, 2001, the world was blessed with the animated series Justice League and its successor series, Justice League Unlimited, in 2004. Now, Wally is the Flash in this version, voiced by the iconic Michael Rosenbaum. Lex Luthor. I will say Michael Rosenbaum is my essential Wally West. He is my Flash. Like like how Kevin Conroy is Batman to me. Mm Mm-hmm. Michael Rosenbaum is Flash to me. He is also Lex Luthor to me. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because his Lex Luthor in Smallville is unmatched. Like, the best. 
I understand that so many people after after seeing Superman 1978 are going to obviously say Gene Hackman is there, Lex Luthor. For for me, I'm a 90s kid, and so I grew yeah. up on Smallville. I yes. hadn't seen Superman at that point, and so Michael Rosenbaum's Lex Luthor just connected, and he crushes that role. Just like the character development, just everything they wrote with that character, the choices that he made as Lex Luthor's char- uh, actor, oh my gosh. So great. I love Tom Welling as Clark. Mm-hmm. I do. There's a lot of great characters in that series. Michael Rosenbaum, hands down, was always the standout in scenes. He he owned that series, man. Yeah, and oh, so great. So he voices the Flash in Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. And in this version yeah. of the Flash, Wally actually has Barry Allen's job as like a CSI. Yeah. Again, Wally West appears twice as Kid Flash in Teen Titans Season 5 with Michael Rosenbaum reprising his role yep. as as Wally, which is pretty fun. In one of my favorite, actually one of our favorite shows, Static Shock, yes. Wally West makes an appearance as The Flash alongside Batman, John Stewart, Hot Girl, and Martian Manhunter in the season two opener of, of Static Shock, which... Can I say crossover again? Yes, seriously. <laughs> love those crossovers. Uh, moving on quickly, Wally West is shown as Kid Flash in an episode of Batman Brave and the Bold, which is another amazing series, probably where a lot of people might find their... Maybe it, so. If Justice League or Justice League Unlimited isn't your definitive Wally West in animation, it's your definitive version of Kid Flash in Young Justice. Yes, this version of Wally West is voiced by Jason Spisak. He is one of the core characters and founding members of this version of the team of Young Justice. However, contrary to the comics, Wally West is significantly slower than both Barry and Bart Allen. Because his origin is rather than it being this like freak accident, he tries to recreate mm-hmm. uh, Barry's event in in his garage, which eventually blows up the garage. His first explosion. Yes. <laughs> uh, so he just doesn't have as much speed. And so that's how they kind of level him off with with this team. And and, and that ending. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. That that's how he yeah, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> I know we, we we say we're gonna talk about spoilers. I'm not spoiling that at all. If you haven't seen that show, go watch that show. Wally West is a freaking hero. Yes. Just to finish it off with animation, Kid Flash appears in an episode of Teen Titans Go and is voiced by uh Will Friedle, who you might also know from Boy Meets World or my personal uh one of my personal favorite characters, uh voicing Terry McGinnis in Batman Beyond. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> now in live action TV, we do have Wally West, but it's it's not the Wally West that we were introduced to in the comics. In the CW show The Flash, Wallace F. Wally West appears as one of the main characters. He is, vo- he is played by, uh, I believe it's Keenan Lonsdale, who is also an actor in Love, Simon, which is an incredible film. If you haven't seen, go watch it. He's introduced in season two, and he's an reinterpretation of Wally West. So around the same time he was introduced in the live action CW series was the same time that they were doing uh, the new 52 reinterpretation with Wally West being a biracial character with a different origin. This version was also different from that. in the fact that both his mother and father were African-American and he was Mm -hmm. shown to be Iris's brother rather than Mm -hmm. a, a nephew. It was a confusing time to be a Wally West fan 
when all these things all these things are coming out. Yeah, there there's so many different versions of the character, but I I think that he did a great job. He did phenomenal, yeah. Like fulfilling that role of of Wally, I think that he he has a very good presence in that series and I think he did mm-hmm. well. The the later seasons of The Flash it's not his fault. It, it I don't think it's any of the actors' <laughs> fault. It, oof, man. Did you see the lightsaber battles? Uh, I, I, I fell off of it. I was gonna, I was thinking about this while studying up for this episode, my friend and I would go in every week talking about, did you see the flash? Yeah. Um, uh, an old coworker of mine would be like, Hey, did you see, did you watch the flash? And I couldn't tell you where it dropped off. It's just the later seasons were not the actors. It, they weren't. It, it just, it was Dr. Do, uh, Dr. Manhattan's fault. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think that the, the flash show has the same problem that a lot of american television has is the fact that there there was clearly a concept of an idea of a full story arc in the beginning of the show in Mm -hmm. the first few seasons and you see it a lot in cw shows and so like supernatural had that same issue it was supposed to end with season five and Mm -hmm. they it was so popular that they just kept it going and they didn't know what to do and then we got these weird seasons with leviathans and all kinds of weird (laughs) stuff going on there you, you see that in The Flash as well. They didn't have a clearly defined story arc moving forward because when that show started, man, I loved it. I was oh. obsessed with that show. All the theories that were coming out, all of the ideas, and we couldn't wait for the next episode to come out. Again, not the actor's fault. The actor, uh, Keenan Lonsdale, does a fantastic job as Wally. Uh, just a very different interpretation of the character. He did so well that when they did that spinoff Legends of Tomorrow show, he ended up uh, being a part of that spinoff as well. He became a regular in the second half of season three, as well as appearing in the episode of Supergirl during the uh, crossover event Crisis on Earth X. Which was also a fun crossover. Yeah, I love Even though I don't watch, I haven't been watching the show regularly, I'll watch the crossover events just to see everyone come together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very briefly with video games, Wally is a playable character in a plethora of games, including Justice League Heroes, DC Universe Online, Young Justice Legacy and the extremely popular Injustice Gods Among Us and Injustice Two, which are so much fun to play. The Injustice series, I'm, I've been a fan of. I've I shouted it out last time talking about Raven. Uh, both one and two have, are great, and not just fun games, but the storyline interweaving both of them has been fun to follow as well. The, the Injustice comic book is phenomenal as well. Yeah. Uh, and of course, no video game list is complete without Lego DC supervillains. Lego. Always the Lego video games. <laughs> now that we've covered the history, the creators, the adaptations, let's go into. What? 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 Yeah. Each issue we do at Nerds Do Best, we share our fever dream concepts for the comics that we love. Now, this week, we wanted to ask ourselves. What comic book hero would you like to see Wally share speed and team up with? All right, Z, who you got? All right, you got to hear me out on this one because I was trying to figure out. I, I, I wanted to step away from the DC Marvel thing just for me. Um, I did that last time. And naturally, I landed again on um, on our favorite friends in Ninja Turtles. Right? Of course. Surprise. Of course. Uh, something that we didn't really talk about too much was Wally is... Uh, he has a big comic relief presence. He has uh, a lot of quick one-liners. They kind of adapted that into Barry's um, character as well, but it was originally Wally. So I was thinking something brought them together, Ninja Turtles and Wally, and then just imagine a sped-up Mikey. 
and the banter they would have back and forth. Uh, I think Mikey would be my number one choice for uh, for Wally to speed up there uh, as they're beating up the foot soldiers, as they're beating up Krang, or they're beating up Rocksteady and Bebop really fast. They're just going back and forth and trying to one-up each other and just be playful. And I, I find that to be an amusing comic. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I think their back and forth would be hilarious. <laughs> there, there would be a lot of, like, amphibian like reptile jokes going back and forth <laughs> <laughs> and um they, they would both uh, let, let's keep the the quote-unquote weakness of them having to eat a lot to keep their oh, speed and having a big metabolism they're gonna eat that weird crazy pizza toppings <laughs> thing and you know wally's gonna devour it too and be like oh man this is actually pretty good yep yep i just love the idea of an insanely fast turtle yes yes just uh they weren't supposed to be fast <laughs> no i i love that i Hundred percent would read that that crossover. Let, let, let's make it happen. Who who do we have to call and make that crossover? Let's happen? go, DCIDW. <laughs> let's go. Yes, yes. How about you, Lance? Who? What's your what if? I wanted to think of someone that generally is considered a little bit slower, just so mm. that them being sped up could be a little bit more intimidating. I also was considering a character. I was like, okay, so we have Barry with lightning. So what what character would do well with kind of a like being supercharged or be able to uh, ex- expand on potentially some really cool combos with with fight moves? And I came up with Colossus. Ooh, I love the idea of not only having Colossus be extremely strong, very durable, but he generally obviously is weighed down with his weight. He he doesn't move as quickly as the other X Men, right? Yeah. So yeah. having Barry share speed with Colossus to speed him up, he basically becomes a battering ram. Yes. <laughs> and and the cool thing is, is that in in comics like Colossus, the fact that he has this metal alloy protective barrier, he has been shown to attract electricity and he's also immune to its effects. That's a good point. So if they're running side to side, you could have Wally throw electricity at Colossus and then it can just pass through him. So imagine they're running and Colossus is making like a, it's about to punch somebody and then you just see yeah. like Barry throw some electricity towards him and it just goes through his arm, like through his elbow and you just see it go through his arm into his hand and then just boom. Like that would be such a great finishing move, right? Like, yeah. I think that them them two together, one, fight combos would be great, but also two, yes. kind of the inverse of how Mikey and Wally would go back and forth. Colossus would be very much like the deadpan personality. Yeah. <laughs> and so Wally's just trying to make Colossus laugh this entire time that they're going back and forth, but it's just like not working. Uh, and of course, this version has to be bearded Colossus because I love bearded Colossus. Yes. And so you just have this very stern character in Colossus with this very animated, fun Wally. Just unamused Colossus. Exactly. But I, I think over over the course of their crossover that obviously they would become good friends and it, it would just be like a heartwarming story in the end. Because I like I like when yeah. characters can connect like that in the end. But man, I, I could I just can imagine all these different like fight moves, crossovers. It, while Wally doesn't need it, but you could even do like you know how like Colossus throws uh, Wolverine, like yeah. you could have him throw Barry yeah. or 
Barry just is able to like push off of Colossus or something like Colossus just like Ooh. grounds himself and then just like has Wally fly off. There's so many cool things you could do with that team up. Yeah, bring me that team up. Not not quite amalgam, but just like a, a team up, a crossover team up between those guys. Well, we're coming to a close here for our talk on Wally West. We do want to say that on September 8th, so next week, the first issue club is going to be covering Aquaman. So this is going to be continuing the Unite the Seven, a nerdy podcast event. Be sure to look them up. You can find the first issue club on any of your favorite podcasting streaming platforms. Just search first issue club. It's time to close the book on The Flash, Wally West. So until next time, this is Lance. This is Ian. Reminding you to keep your friends close, but your comic books closer. Closer.